everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards Comics with the healthy Wolverine classics The soul down below So anything can go Hell be exclusively fill the past enemy Sabertooth And you killed your dad for the second time in hell Man, tell me that's not badass Man, tell me that ain't badass That's right, for the low, low cost of nothing You get Comic Bastards motherfucking podcast that's that's a good deal, right? Low cost of nothing. That's a great deal. And it's going to be twenty nine, and if you come back next week, it's going to be thirty. You know what we're going to charge you for that? What? Nothing. Oh my God, the savings passed on to you, your friends, your family. You tell them, you hug them, you whisper in their ear, "Comic bastards, bitch, check that shit out. I love you, mom." And then she loves you right back. And how do they get this, Kevin? You can find it on the website, comicbastard.com. You can find it on the iTunes. Oh, amazing. I love the iTunes. I know. Technology. Actually, it will I control don't. us one day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? That was just a warm hello from uh, Kevin. I'm Dustin. And he's Dustin. Kind of mumbled it. Didn't have a lot of passion yeah, behind he, it. Well, you usually set me up for it. I was going to set you up, but I was like, oh, he's a big boy now. He's wearing the big boy pants. He can just go, my name's Dustin. Well, when I just try to cut in myself, I get yelled at. I so. love 2% milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant. We will hold him down and put ice cream cones in his fucking mouth. That would kill me. Die, bitch, die. That would kill me. But before that, we're going to talk about comic books. And comic okay. book news and comic book goings on. Because... That's probably why you come here and listen to two jerk-offs talk about comic book shit, right? Yeah, Yay. okay. What, uh, let's, just, let's just dig it right into the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> DC, uh, I guess in the Boston Comic Con that um, happened not too long ago, word on the streets was DC might go to a zero issue in September. In September, format for possibly soft reboots of current titles or maybe introduce new titles? Well, the that would happen afterwards. The zero issue would be like a flashback tale. Like, I look at it as when Marvel took an entire month to do negative one issues to where they just did a flashback that tied into a story arc that they launched with the next month. That was currently going. Yeah. Or building towards. <laughs> exactly. So it'll either do that or it'll just be a story that happens before kind of the the world that we knew or like we now know right uh happens and it's to supposedly celebrate one year of the new reboot and then after that yeah they might do a soft reboot of certain titles like the weaker changes ones. yeah so it'll be like what people are calling wave three with um possibly the robins book mm, and yeah and different shit like that so and I think they revealed like Phantom Lady or something supposed to be in Wave Three already, and I, I was just like, I don't give a shit. Well, so. do you think like when they do stuff like that, or the, when they introduce like Phantom Lady, example, do you think they're like, oh, we'll give the fans kind of what they want, and this or this is a fun character we've been sitting on for a while, and let's 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 force her upon 
the reading public kind of like they did with like steel and i know it's probably booster gold i i think booster gold sucks but they forced him so he might fucking, be back. yeah they force him on you and you're just like shit i don't want to read this fucker but you make <laughs> him a part of everything and i can't get away from him and he annoys me and everyone writes him differently you know what i mean like yeah. he's just one of those shit characters that they're so behind and they love his shtick but I, you know, I don't have. I mean, I definitely don't have a problem with the new Booster Gold. I don't really have a problem with the, um, boot. You know, Booster Gold after Fifty Two. I don't really have a problem with him. Well, no. Like I thought he did okay in Fifty Two. Yeah, he was pretty fucking annoying. Like even the the cool things I did with him was still just like ah, fuck another Booster Gold story. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Booster Gold was probably like the deepest example I could think of. Yeah. But because he just became everywhere, and then he get his own book for like a minute, and then. Longer than that, and he, you know, they made it up to like thirty some odd issues. Right, that's say, ridiculous. <laughs> this guy doesn't get any shelf life. What the fuck? He's a supporting character, C grade at best, at best. <laughs> if you have an intricate storyline that involves time and shit, you sprinkle this fucker in lightly, <laughs> lightly. You don't go here's your own book, motherfucker. Bore everyone because <laughs> he's it's well, gonna be canceled. I mean, there's the uh, one millionth issue. Yeah, okay, sticky. I get it. Well, yeah, it was the time with the you know the shtick they had they had done before, and then but you know that was a good issue because you find out the guy that's been bossing around this whole time is like his son, Rip uh, Rip Hunter is actually his son, and it, it was a, it was a good issue. Like yeah, that. he gets one good issue, and was, then you it always was by have Jeff Johns. So, <clears throat> exactly, yeah. you find like Jeff Johns or all these like A list writers are just like you know what I think Booster Gold's a total penis. Give me a shot at him. He's a fun guy to write, and then everyone's like, "Yay, Booster!" And then you're like, "Get out of here with that shit." Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be like Wave 3, uh, some other books, it's supposedly, you know, the Robins, which no interest in. Anything Robin title, I don't give a shit about. It really depends how they do that. It's going to suck. Um, Revenge of the Spectre, which I'm interested in, but an ongoing Spectre book never works. No, I've never seen it succeed, ever. Even when Hal Jordan was a Spectre, didn't fucking work. People were just like, eh. I give a fuck. Well, I guess it really would depend what era he's in, I guess. That's true. Like, if they put him back in, like, the 40s or something, that... You know, it might work if they just do, you know, six-issue story arcs. Yeah, just test the water. Of different eras. And oh, have it bounce cool. around all the time. So you're, like, sometimes you're in the 30s, sometimes you're in, like, the 1800s. See, now that's a pony I would back. Cause I, I would, but they won't do that. See, that'd be real cool. You know what? Do you, Is it time to fix the Spectre? Yeah, the Spectre's been broke for He's, forever. Ever since he got unattached to Hal Jordan, it's been fucked. They were the, like, well, we're just going to rape Gotham Central for characters, and then here you go. I don't think he should have that limited sandbox <clears throat> to play in. You know what I mean? I think he should yeah. be more... Well, that and he's timeless. He's supposed to be timeless. Like Yeah, and they always like... He's, he's God's vengeance, and... He's just kicking he's it in the slummiest city yeah. in the planet. He's only allowed to be in the current timeline. Yeah, that's so. dumb. That's you know, this is a impromptu fixing of the Spectre, but I mean very impromptu. He's so cool to that regard, like I don't know, like there's so much you could do with him and they just it seems like they choose not to, or they just don't want to deal with it, or they think no one would be interested. I don't know how I almost wonder if it's no one has a good story to pitch them or if that the stories that they do pitch are too big and they're just like, no, this isn't the character we're going to use to kick off a 
you know, a huge crossover storyline or whatever. Well, that's why I think... Because you kind of can't ignore that. If you do that character right, he has to be it, in all books. But that's a great idea is to put him in different timelines. Yeah. And, like, if you put him in the past and he hops to the future... And then you take the current ongoing storylines that you're going to map him into later in the present yeah. and put little touches of those in his storyline. So when he comes back to the current run, you're like, oh, shit, he was back there, you know, pissing on this guy's dead body or whatever. And that that played out in the future. This, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could do little yeah, stuff like do, that. You could do great things with it to where, you know, for like three years, you just play around in the past only and you never bring him to the present. And then all the, you just sow all these little seeds. And exactly. And then when you come to the, the future, when you see like, oh, remember when you killed this guy? Well, his son turned out to be this guy. Yeah. And, you know, or he was he was actually trying to prevent this big fucking evil from coming. And But here it is because, you know, this didn't work out and this didn't work out. Remember right. those issues? And All he is is just running little like alternate yeah. like time streams. And he's watching them all. And he's trying to play them like a game of chess. And then he goes to the, he's like, you know what? It's fixed. I'm going to go into, you know. 20 zero whatever year oh shit i killed batman you know what i mean like shit like that or that that'd be dude people's minds their head would explode their pants would fill with shit yeah and you'd have to have a great artist on it though to hold people's attention yeah i mean and you'd have to have us writing it but you know dc we live down the street we put out that we're willing to write uh, red lanterns here we're giving uh, you another freebie there you go, and and we're not picking on DC because we're always trying to fix their shit. But it just seems like they need. It's almost like a baby that's yeah, that's born. They're in an infant stage right now with their stories. Yeah, so. exactly. And and what a lot of current probably editors and writers are doing, they're shaking that baby so damn hard, its gonna, brain's just you're sloshing. Kill that baby. You're gonna kill it. Social and service is gonna step in. We came in. We're social services. We're like, no, DC, put that baby down. No. You, no. You is this beer in this bottle? What the fuck are you doing in and here? I thought you were a good parent. And then we just handcuff you and then beat you with nightsticks. Yeah. LA, baby. We beat shit. <laughs> you get the handcuffs, you get beat. Somebody record this. Oakland, you get killed, so just be thankful. Tough city. So there you go, Spectre. We got your back, dog. Yeah. DC, I know you're not listening, but maybe yeah. someone's listening that knows someone that knows someone that knows someone. Be like, hey, dude, I heard these two assholes pick the Spectre. Is that true? <laughs> that would be awesome. Well... Yeah, I mean, and we'll we'll see how those zero issues go. Um, I haven't even read the new books that came out. I haven't at all either. In fact, I I have them, but I didn't read them. Oh, you know what? That's a lie. I read the Earth Two. Oh, that's when you talked about that. The Huntress and Supergirl book, Power Girl, whatever. Okay. And that was kind of they both felt that like, was I like said, a tie-in. It wasn't it, written by Robertson as well. Mm, I want to say I don't remember. I think it was. I didn't read it, so I can't say with one hundred percent certainty, but. Even the, yeah, I didn't read it like the Dial H. Yeah, I wanted Hero. to, but I forgot. Yeah, I want to check that one out. I forget some of the other ones, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't been reading. I honestly haven't. I read my first DC and Marvel comic book in two months yesterday. And, and I, know, there you go. There you go. I'd, so. I guess I'd clap for that, but it'd be really loud. <laughs> That's unheard of. <laughs> no, you don't need to clap. That's okay. Yeah, I just. And I'm getting them, but I'm just giving them money and not reaping the benefit of my money giving. <laughs> my my commerce. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I think that happens to every comic book fan. You 
kind of just get too some, much shit. Yeah, it's like you don't want to miss out, so you just you get it to have it, and yeah, then you want to read it at your own leisure. And then sometimes that's like that, fucking six months later, and you're just yeah. like, why did I buy this? This is terrible. Yeah, you're. Oh my god, you're stuck with like fucking twenty issues of yeah shit because you that, thought it was a good idea. That happened with me and scalped. I bought scalped for a year. Don't know why. <laughs> I sat down and read all twelve, the first twelve issues. I did not like it. <laughs> Everyone else was like, gl, gl, gl. I love Scalp. I was like, did we read the same book? Because I read 12 issues in a row, and I almost quit at issue six. But I was like, nope, I bought six more of these. And then you looked at the other pile. You're like, oh, there's a lot left. Yeah. Maybe I should keep reading. After the first issue, I was kind of like, hmm, how many more of these I got? 11, really? It was like someone took a big potato and put it on a rope to start slapping your ball sack with it. So you dust with the potato gains speed, it would have hit your ball sack and hurts. Why would it be a baked potato? Wouldn't it just be a regular potato? It's a big ass potato. No, not a baked potato. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds, it's I a baked one for the heat. Yeah, I thought you said a baked potato. I was like, that would probably be uncomfortable for sure. I don't know if that would do a lot of damage. What's causing the pain is the heat and the chives. The heat and the butter. Because I'm got, getting hungry. You got this from Wendy's, and those things are nuclear. I'm sorry. I got to use up all your balls. I got to eat this potato. Uh, it tastes like your balls. I didn't sign off for this. Damn it, I'm hitting you again. <laughs> and then he just starts throwing Pringle cans at you. <laughs> These are kind of like potatoes. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I just don't want to read your book. <laughs> there you go, Scout. Enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll look at that shit on the fucking newsstand and your local comic book shop and go, I can't think of balls of potatoes right now. <laughs> I'm going to Wendy's. <laughs> I got a number seven. All right, thanks. Is that, is that the number for a potato? No. Is that the code? That... Is that the code for potato? Oh, someone's wearing the potato and the nuts. The number seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just strap you to like a coconut tree and beat you. <laughs> Extra chives. Load it up. Chili. Get in that microwave for 25 minutes. Is it chili outside? And they throw a hot bowl of chili in your face. I'm like, ah, oh, your chili all tastes like garbage. Ah. Garbage, sir. Those Why would the... I replace the fries with this? I have no idea. Why do you offer this? Because you're an exotic fast food historian. What about our <laughs> baked sweet potato? Hmm? Get some baked sweet potatoes in your face? They have that? Yeah, they have that now. I haven't been to one. He's in a grip. I saw the commercial. Yeah. Sweet potato. Everyone's interested in it. Well, sweet potato fries are the shit, if done correctly, right. at your higher-end restaurants, which yeah, I true. love to frequent. I'm like, I love a sweet potato fry. I've never seen fast food places pull that shit off with any class or dignity. Well, they're not doing fries. They're just doing a baked sweet potato. That's too much. It, no, I went no. to Golden State. Oh, well, now everyone's not. No, no, no. Oh, I'm going to no, tell no. you. No, fuck that, interested. fuck that shit. I went to Golden fuck State. Shit. Okay. Downtown. They give you sweet potato wedges. And I, mm. I assume that's the same fucking thing. It's too mushy. If it's not cooked right, you need that little bit of Christmas to it. And you won't get that. We'll see. Sorry. I, I mean, I'm not going to try it. I'm not a huge fan of it. Sweet potato. I like the fries. That's the only thing I can really do because it's small doses. You know. Well, now that's where the wedges hit their speed bump. Yeah. But, so. <laughs> and another <laughs> thing that kind of just chaps my hides as we're talking about it is how come when there's like a shooting at a comic book store or one burns down or, you know, it gets robbed. Or one, the owner says something like, I fucking hate this company and they can suck my yeah. ball sack yeah it, it makes news like like comic book outlets are like i mean look this is very hypocritical as we're talking about it 
Um, but it's mostly to bring light to the subject. Yeah. And I'm like, do people like that are listening or reading, do they go just, oh man, a comic book shop and, you know, who gives a fuck USA? We'll say Pensacola. I don't want to. That's a, All right, that's a hard won't. word. <laughs> yeah, I like said it. wherever it's at, like it just it, that's not news. So you're referring to the news that's out there of a Florida comic book owner being arrested for dealing drugs out yeah. of his comic book shop. Well, you know what? D- the digital industry's hurt him. Yeah, and he's got to sell the crack rock. There you go. Yeah, he's like, you know what? You want a little rock? And maybe I uh, finger bang you around the corner. $5 extra. Apparently, he was selling illegal spice or synthetic marijuana. What? Spice? Like That's red? Like, illegal spice is what they've called it. That sounds like some shit Han Solo would run. Yeah. <laughs> Han Solo's like, listen, he's just I got, got a, your illegal spice. He's got a red goatee. <laughs> that Chewie just has red clumps in his fucking face. <laughs> He like, uh, uh, fuck it. He like, Chewie speaks. He's like, I can always speak, dude. I the can, Spice got me. I'm tripping balls right now. <laughs> that's why he doesn't talk anymore because yeah. the Spice has numbed his brain. But that's why that's why Hod can understand him because he's just like he's right there with him. <laughs> they're, both, they're both on the Spice high. And he's like, man, did you fucking shoot first, bro, or what? He's like, I totally did. I always shoot first. Motherfuckers be trying to take my red spice. And did you ask your mama, Chewy, if I shoot first? What? <laughs> Hot solo in the hissy. <laughs> I'm the bad guy, but I'm a good guy with a heart of gold. Uh, uh, let's go. That's why Luke toys with the dark side, because he found the red spice stash. Exactly. He was like, what's this? It looks like I should sprinkle it on my ice cream. I want to snort it. <laughs> oh, man. That's stupid. That's dumb, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just because it happens in a comic book shop does not mean it is comic book news. Yeah. it's And, and shit like that, it's like, you're just giving a black eye to retailers. Yeah. You don't need that shit. You I know? was going to buy my son some comics, and I went in for free comic book day, but I didn't get any service because he was snorting cocaine off a of hobo's ass. <laughs> Do I pay for myself? I didn't see that right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, you know, you're putting out a very negative stereotype to where I'm just going to call him... You know, the Fox News crowd. They're going to take that story, run with it, and then they're just going to incite fear to anyone. Oh, don't go to comic book shops. Oh, Avengers breaking box office? Maybe you should go to comic shop and break your butthole open to stuff coke in it. Because <laughs> you're a drug mule now. Yeah, that's what happens. Fucking Avengers is a gateway to being a <laughs> yeah, fucking gateway drug. <laughs> Donkey fucking mule. Avengers making drug money. Da da da. Story at 11. Yeah. So it, yeah. So it's just it doesn't. It just feels ignorance until it when people don't exactly. they casually know what comic book esque shit is. Yeah. You know they've probably beaten up kids that went to the comic book shop. Yeah, especially when it's someone across the seas that's maybe talking about shit that they don't yeah, need to be talking about because it's not it's their dumb. backyard. So now you're now you're getting all Ameri- I know, American I know. on us, real. Well, no, no, no. I'm not getting all American. I'm just saying it's like, you know, I don't. The whole, local, the, the I don't whole, talk about local news of elsewhere in the world. The whole world's so got drug problems, man. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, the first we, time Aaron's hearing this. We all have addictions, and that addiction is gasoline. And we need to cut it. We need to get a fuel. Yeah, but basically it all boils down to who gives a shit. Yeah. Well, just, tell, it's you not, know what? It's, Buy your shit 
digitally. You don't have to go in those CD sketchy ass places. That's all it's doing is encouraging. Yeah, scared the shit out of me. I'm never going to the comic book shop. There's like six of them by me. I refuse. I'll burn them down before I go in. Way to go. Way to go, reporters. It worked. I'm scared of shit now. Well, that's that's fucking. Yeah, that's. Something. Yeah, I, just, I just if I could spit right now, I would because it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. Well, don't I'm across from you. So. I mean, it would spit on the floor, not just like in I'd the hope air. So. In you the air, know. I hope where it lands. You're so disgusting. You might just be do a. But just who like spits that way? That's like a fucking cartoon characters when they drink water. I guess. Um. So you wanna? Oh. Talk um. About the next thing forgot what the next thing was actually oh okay well uh roger langridge oh yeah yeah writer of currently popeye for idw and snarked which is kind of the uh walrus and the carpenter from alice in wonderland Mm -hmm. his little tale on that by boom um has basically gone on record saying due to the kind of uh Work ethics, or yeah, yeah, more of like the business ethics and the company ethics of Marvel mm. and DC that he doesn't see himself working with them anytime in the near future. You know, so kind of just he just like he lit a match and he's holding it over the bridge. He's like, hmm, I can drop this anytime. What's why is that popular right now? Uh, because a few weeks back, and we didn't really cover it because we were just like, whatever. Um, who really cares? Yeah, Chris uh, Robertson, he. Has done a lot of work for DC, especially on like Fables. He's done a lot of right. Fable miniseries and helped out on those. Um, I mean, he's done a lot of work. Honestly, I find him to be a very mediocre writer. I'm just going to straight out be honest about well, that. He, how about, well, I guess work aside, I mean, he's put in some time. Yeah, he's, he's established in the industry, and he went on record saying he's not working for DC anymore. Um you know, I, he's gone on and, and revealed more of the details and stuff. Yeah, whatever. It's just, you know, it's the usual song and dance. Of, oh, they're bad people. Blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. Um, so, but now it's like... The cool know, thing to do. It's, it's somewhat, yeah. And then, uh, you know, language to his, you know, not so much to his defense, I guess to play devil's advocate, he doesn't rely on Marvel and DC for yeah, his money. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, Marvel might have been approaching him to write or continue writing Muppets because he wrote Muppets for Boom and it became like a, a huge success for Boom. But then when the rights reverted back to Marvel, Marvel now has the rights, or I'm sorry, didn't reverted back to D, or Disney, Disney. And now Marvel has the rights to print them and they don't have to pay him any royalties either. And they probably won't now that he was just like, I'm not working for you guys yeah, yeah. too. So, um, so, you know, but there, I guess there was some talks of whether he was going to continue um, talking or like writing the Muppets, and now it doesn't look like that's probably gonna happen. So they're making another Muppets movie. Yeah, I know. And there's been that stupid kid in there that ruined the first one, that kid sock thing. The kid sock. The kid, the the only kid oh, puppet. Oh, Walter. Yeah, Blue. Like, <laughs> he wasn't a kid at that point. He was a small. He was was he like a? Yeah, like the Webster disease or Jerry sure, Coleman? I get. I mean, I don't think he just. He was just a Muppet. You know, not, Muppets don't change <laughs> yeah, size. I get so. it, dude. No shit. He was just like one size. That's it forever. But he know? came. He acted like a child. Well, he had like a job and shit. He did. Dude, they what? both acted like kids. What are you talking about? They were just a giant man child. 
he was a Muppet, dude. He, All right, you, you know could what? put him in your pocket. Sure. He has the Webster's disease. We'll go with that. I don't not I, I think Webster's that's... dictionary, but like Webster, the little <laughs> actor on the television. Because yeah. <laughs> people are just looking him up in the dictionary, like, like I don't uh, see this disease. They went to Webster.com and like I'm not really. Then they went to finding this. It Gary, seems like the place I would go to discover this. GaryColeman.gov.edu. <laughs> Isn't he dead? He is dead. See, well, you're not <laughs> gonna find him there. Like, you act like he died like in my arms or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> And you forgot. You're like, I'm in Canada. Gary Coleman for a week and a half. No one told me he was dead. <laughs> I meant like when he. I got his cast signed. I mean, I gave him the cast to begin with. I mean, like when he expired. I just thought not he like was I was C3PO in his ass in my backpack and going, "Hey, Gary Coleman, touch it for a dollar." <laughs> I wasn't doing that shit. I don't know. I think. Disney just was like, oh, this Muppet shit's cool again. Marvel, take it. And the guy was yeah. just like, I did the writing for... Who are you? I'll never work for you again. Well, his his thing came from um, kind of the Marvel-Jack Kirby dispute where he was just like, you know, it's unethical or, you know, just bad business practices. Yeah, that but he doesn't own any of the characters. No, true, but it's you know you're a work for hire in their eyes. Well, you know, he made he made the stance, and he, he just wanted to stick to it. I don't so. know the thing that's kind of uh, I think people forget probably because now more than ever comics equals money yeah. more than it's ever ever. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about books, first runs, first appearances selling for these astronomical auction amounts. I'm talking about it being a wholehearted 100% juggernaut of money, money, just money. Yeah. And it's brands now. It's not, yeah, it's, they're not characters, they're brands. Exactly. They're literally walking money logos that you're just like, you want that? It's going to cost you. You want Spider-Man, you know, tugging your dick at this fucking amusement park? Yeah, it's going to cost you. All this shit's going to cost you now. So, and it's, it's, it's taking itself to like a main stage now where a lot more people are looking at it and watching it. And now you want to be like, uh, uh, DC and Marvel. Dude, they're the two biggest companies that run this shit. They're the cool kids, basically. And then, then there's like the indie. And there's room for everyone, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you piss in those two directions and that indie stuff doesn't work out or you can't get a leg up in there, you're SOL. You're going to go back to writing, you know, want ads on Craigslist for parties <laughs> where only guys come over. And that's going to be okay because <laughs> that shit costs $25 to post. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, with, with language, I mean, he draws and writes, so. Well, not so much with him. He's always set. He's going to. Just with everyone. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying in his, you know, it's easy for him to be like, ah, fuck it, you know, I'm done because he has the talent and the following to just, you know, pump out something indie. No, no, yeah. Um, more dedicated people or more established creative people will be able to pull that off, but not everyone can pull that off. Yeah. So that's probably why you hear more like nobody's making a gripe. And and it seems like a lot of these guys are just going to IDW, which it's like that's fine, but IDW pumps out a lot of miniseries and a lot of licensed work and they have a stable of writers already. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of put all your eggs in that basket is dumb because they might not have work for you eventually. Yeah. Um and they're not always you know, as much as I, I enjoy a lot of their products they put out, they're not always pumping out create our own shit 
Right. You know, they, they are very specific when they launch a they drone. It's tight in that scheduling because the licensed material takes first place. Yeah, because that time. makes the money. Exactly, yeah. It's just like, I you don't know. know. Three Transformer titles, it's going to go, you know, it's going to get scheduled ahead of your book. Every time. Yeah. It's just, you know, major leagues, there's AAA ball, and then there's you playing on the weekends with your chubby kid, and that's it. <laughs> and then there's your softball league. Where you're playing one Sunday every uh, every three weeks. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. What? <laughs> I don't know. You went. To, you skipped the softball league. No one. Play, I was. I, we we play baseball here, son. Sorry. You well, take that that's shit. what I'm saying. Is that yeah? He, he got. It was so bad he had to go just yeah, roll the ball to his kid in the driveway. He was like, "Give me something that's like four times the size of baseball." <laughs> cantaloupe. I'm just gonna play kickball. Fuck it. I can't swing a bat. I'm just gonna see if I can swing this foot and and hit it when it comes. I don't. Dude, no one plays kickball anymore. That's, I would play kickball. Oh, well, let you know. Let's start a major league kickball league. I think they had that for a little bit. That was dodgeball, I thought. No, I think kickball came shortly after the dodgeball too, because of the popularity of the dodgeball. And I think both have failed now. Well, the problem is you got to pick it up in the colleges. You got to give the kids let's something to aim for. Bring back trampoline basketball. That shit was cool. No, they got that taser game now where you run around and tase each other for the ball. Fuck yes. Yeah. Google that, everyone at home. I want the Comic Bastards Basketball Taze League. I don't think you get a basketball. You just literally run around. I think I, last oh, time I so saw it's just like, it was three on three, almost like a lacrosse type soccer field. You run around. If you have the ball, they got to get you before they uh, throw it into the goal. And the way they get you or tackle you or, you know, stop your progression, it was with a taser. <laughs> nice. And you fall to the ground. What's the length of this taser? Is it like a cattle prod that's been toned down to where it doesn't, like, if fry your brain cells? I remember or? correctly, it's the little handheld ones. So the one that's just kind of, like... It's not the ones you could shoot with the cables. Second. It's like, yeah. I'd hope not, because that would be a short game. Well, yeah, because people are tripping on that shit. <laughs> it's good. It's a mess. But I think it's called Taze Ball. It's something real Sign simplistic. us up. We right need now. a third person. We are looking for a third person. Uh, we got Aaron. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, audience. You didn't raise your hand fast enough. Actually, you probably need a couple in the stable in case we do. So we're looking for will... two alternatives. So go ahead and contact us at comment. I don't know what the. She can take volts. Volts. That means oh, okay. she's electrocuted herself she in the past. <laughs> it kept on trucking. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh. Her Sonicare has been like, ah, it's fucking Sonicare. I'm just gonna keep going. Ah. Keep an eye out for Taze Ball. It's going to be the next 15 be, minutes of fame it's game. It's going to be the next something. That's all I know. Yeah. I watched that yeah. trampoline basketball shit. It was stupid. It was. It was terribly slow. Yeah. Like, you're on a trampoline. Fucking. I just wanted to see someone move so break slow. their neck inside the rim. Yeah. And Get their leg caught in the spring and just have it like torn straight the fuck off. <laughs> it's not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it should have been. Speaking of Mortal Kombat, um, what comic books did you read this week, you think? <laughs> All right, I'm starting. Uh, I will kind of talk about this book. So I've read Green Arrow number seven, finally. Sure, I'm a few months behind. I think it's on nine or ten now. What was he doing in that? This is the one where the triplets show up. The assassin chicks? Yeah. Okay, I read that. um, A while ago. (laughs) Yeah, where it was the creative switch. They were like, hey, we got rid of all the art and... JT Cruel, we, right. we got rid Everybody's, of him. Yeah. Everyone's fresh, everyone's new. Fresh, new game, ball uh, game. I like the art. It was, it was better. Fucking a lot better. I mean, it wasn't spectacular. It didn't blow my mind, but I enjoyed it. Um, but a big WTF to this fucking book. Like, these triplets were so annoying. 
and it was all just a sleep with them. That was it. I was like, I, everything about it was super obvious. Like the minute the hummingbird showed up, I was like, okay, that's gonna. You, you just implanted something. I was like, this has been done. The storyline's been right. done where hummingbirds come and like peck you with a drug and whatever. And just how quickly he revealed his identity just to scrog three chicks and then just the math of how many boobies and arms and vaginas that he could interact with like that whole scene i was like do i really need you to do the math of how many arms and legs everyone has i figured it out there's three of them um i don't know it's just kind of ridiculous but then somewhat entertaining at the same time really but i didn't really give a shit about the ending I could get I like it did it did not convince me that I need to continue reading this book. I was like, man, you have just really fucked this character bad, and the f- the the fuck job has continued with this new creative team. Yeah, I so <clears throat> that it was more of a disappointment than a haha laugh riot. I was just like, kind of laughed at how bad it was. Exactly, it was yeah. like, hey, look, that bus is on fire. No one can get out. <laughs> and then, and then That's you a think about it. Of a I mean, example, it strikes you as funny. Then you smell yeah. it, and you're like, oh shit, this is serious. Um, <laughs> I read that, and I was just like, God, why didn't someone just start hardcore over? Like, I would have yeah. been like, all right, I'll keep this bullshit groundwork that you are forcing me to keep that was almost not laid in the previous six. Yeah. So it was literally almost like starting all over. You could just done whatever you wanted. And you really could have. And you chose to do noticed. that. I mean, well, did you have like two hours to write this shit before, with a gun to your head? Yeah, she was probably under the deadline a little bit. But I mean, probably the part that bothered me the most was the focus on the fucking office place and how I'm not I'm not commuting to work anymore. Like that whole thing. I'm like, Who you're cares? still doing this Iron Man angle from fucking three decades ago of uh, I'm gonna take over your company and ruin you. I don't care. We we saw an Iron Man. It wasn't interesting in Iron Man. No one gave a shit. No one gives a shit. I mean, no one reads the I Green mean, Arrow Marvel, to watch you do your taxes. <laughs> exactly, and that's what it felt like. Like they were trying to make it so real with his office place that I was like, you apparently you needed to visit a technology company because no, none of them run like this. You don't go to iTunes and someone's trying to do a fucking corporate head, you know, takeover. Did you mean Apple? Because iTunes is a website. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> I loved iTunes. I don't actually, but leave some reviews, uh, <laughs> please. He didn't mean that. He didn't yeah, mean that. He's out of line. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you know, you don't go to Microsoft or Apple right. or Google or any of these any other Fortune smaller, 500 tech companies. Yeah, or any of the smaller companies, and constantly have to deal with this shit. So it's a really dated, tired storyline. And that just annoyed me how much time they focused on it. Yeah, it was. I was like, just go bang these triplets that finish each other's sentence was making no sense to me. Yeah. So. Um. There's so many things. Daddy tinkled with our DNA in the womb. I was like, okay. And now we're gonna be on the CW because that shit got picked up. Enjoy the arrow, everyone. It did. I wasn't fucking around with that. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I did. (sighs) Greeno sucks. You shoot arrows. Yeah. You, that's whole, it. That's like, your fucking trick. How come I don't have small arrows? I was like, I don't know, because no one thought of it. You should. Put them, on your, not? Put them on your wrist thingy and shoot them like that. Or, here's a thought. Just do what you know Phil Hester did with you and uh, give you a sword. That way, when people are close, you have a fucking sword. Yeah. Or, that was sick. How about this? A gun. What's your stick? Hawkeye's a dead eye. He can shoot. He, can, he never misses. He, he never misses. That's his stick. But he chose, he chose his arrows like an asshole. That's fine. We get it. You're a good shot, and you chose arrows. Not practical. The wind, too. the wind can take them. That was once. 
And you know what I mean? Still You're cool. basically Gambit, but you can't charge it. We get it. <laughs> But you green hate e- Gambit I, 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 it's, it's stupid. You throw Ladies cards. love them. Yeah, well, you know, he sucks. <laughs> but the thing is, is Green Arrow, you don't, yeah. you don't, what do you do? He bangs a lot of chicks. Yeah, well, you need to get VD and die until someone writes you <laughs> accordingly to something cool. Because all this, this is like, you're just a Bruce Wayne that shoots arrows. Yeah, that's essentially, and that's what they've really tried to make him this time. And they, you know, they had the extra angle of like he's the apple of DC, which was cool. No, but you're not it? executing it properly because it's not the apple of DC. It's just the you're Bruce Wayne too. Yeah, that's all so. you are. But we actually have to see you go to work, and it yeah, blows. It super blows. They should have really taken a page out of Batman and not shown that shit. If you do it, make it interesting. Make it... Don't take them to work. Nothing's interesting there. I don't read comic books to read about someone's fucking day job. I could probably pitch you a good Green Arrow where we have to go to work a little bit. Just a little bit. Just to lay some groundwork. Well, yeah, but even Batman goes to work a little bit. But it ties into the storyline, or he's there for a gadget, or something. It's not just him going, Marcy makes the best coffee. (laughs) He's not sitting there, oh, I gotta sign these fucking contracts (laughs) for two and a half hours. Do I have to sign all these paychecks? I thought we had a stamp for this fucker. The Fuck. thing is, uh, you uh, don't uh. want to watch these. He just these... starts on the bat symbol on all of them. He's just like, there, there's your paycheck. I, I talk... can't cash this at the bat symbol on it. I thought we were talking about Green Arrow. Why is he drawing bat symbols? I'm just sure. saying, you know, the don't Batman doing work would be boring. Right. No, too. yeah. You don't watch these characters go to work to do work because no one gives a shit. No one gives you're, a shit. If you're at work listening to this, you don't want to be working. You're listening yeah, to this. that's why you're listening to this. Yeah, you're just like, fuck. These. You're not like, no, I want to be really emerged into my work right yeah. now. Otherwise, you wouldn't have headphones. Exactly. I know. So, yeah, Green Arrow sucks. Yeah. Fix it, DC, or chop it off, or just cancel do something. It. Just let him be part of the Justice League. And no, good. no. He, I, you, you shoot arrows. They're not going to get him out of the you Justice League. You shoot arrows. League. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Like, how we, we, they have to have we them. As already, long as Hawkeye's on the Avengers, they got to have Green Arrow on jail. We got a dude in green. Your power's below, and we got a billionaire. Peace. We don't need you. You can always use two billionaires. Really? For what? So they can just like have a cash fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wads of money they throw at each other after soaking it in cold water and ice. That would them. be funny. Someone draw that. Yeah. I want some fan art of Green Arrow and Batman throwing money at each other like a snowball fight. In two-piece bikinis, so it's really weird to stare at. But you can't stop looking at it because they're fighting. Because <laughs> it's funny. Because they're staring at like. Yeah, I want Scrooge McDuck on the diving board looking at them, just like shaking his head. With just with no. those squirt gun, he's just squirting them like. You get him, boy. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> there you this go. Is not what I originally originally had envisioned. Up the ante. All right. Now you got a mission, listeners. Even it's really terribly drawn. That'll Stick be Stick figure is funny. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it just has GL and, and BM on their belts. Point to them. <laughs> but I want a lot of detail on that money. Yeah. Don't go stingy on the money. Well, what else have you read, or should I talk about what I read? You, you, you can go. Um, I read Dan, The Unharmable. From Avatar, Avatar Press. Press. That's the very same. David Lapham. David Lapham. Looking forward to this book, huh? I've been looking forward to this book since they mentioned it, and I have a review up for it on the site. And everybody knows we love David here, his work, yeah, his Marvel work excluded, I believe, because it's just really dry and hard to read on the Marvel side. But when he gets We've to, covered it before, listen to an old podcast. When he gets to do his stuff, uh, he's the cat's meow. So 
But the day on the unharmable, I was really like, oh, I'm really excited for this. And I read it last night. I read it twice. I just read it. And I, it didn't. There was something about it that just, I don't know. I think I was, I did what I used, unfortunately do a lot. Like I hyped myself up too much for it. And I'm like, oh, this book's going to be great. It's going to be cool. He's doing, you know, Dave's drawing one of the covers. It's going to be, uh, just, you know, geeking out and shit. And I read it. And I was just like, oh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Uh, so now I'm in this weird, like, limbo for it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, no, I, I want to read it more, but I've kind of, like, you know, I deflated myself on it. I was like, oh, I got too excited. No, I, I totally, yeah, it happens, happens a lot, yeah. especially when it's just, it sounds so good and it's got a great creative team and it's yeah. like a publisher that you like and you're just exactly. like, this is going to, this is going to be it. This, this is going to rip. And this you're is like, gonna be ah, oh, totally, this is not as good as it should be and I'm going to have to give yeah. you a low score and, and I didn't everyone else want is going to give you a, a high score. Yeah, and everyone's going to read it and they're going to be like, oh, this is yeah. genius. This is dialogue. Blah, I love it. Art, art was cool. The dialogue was fine. I found it a little too dry, chatty sometimes when he was just trying to be the laid back dad, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, um, it starts off with there's a murder in the Hollywood Hills, like under the Hollywood sign. It's almost topical. I don't know. It's almost a uh, um, Black Dahlia style. So these okay. t- so these two cops are trying to uh, detectives are covering it, and one detective's like, "Oh, you know, this is going to be the case that makes me. You know, this is going to be a huge thing." And and basically a couple panels later, he finds out. You know, they got the guy, picked him up on a DUI. He confessed <laughs> to it whole thing he was in like you know city of industry smoking rock or something he's and, just like no my case yeah pretty much he's right. he's butthurt for that then we jump across the country to new york and like dance sleeping in the park and <laughs> all right and his hobo friend Wait, we went from la to new york yeah yeah this all is, right. okay. me. it's I'm going somewhere you. okay um so he's in <clears throat> he basically gets he just like he's almost like a handyman he just does like these small jobs people ask him for, to do stuff for him like hey, like he was currently yeah, jack of all trades for hire. Kind of, but he's a little bummy dude. <laughs> like, all right. What makes it kind of cool? You're like, all right, this guy is just you know sleeping in a park because he can, or is he passed out? Man, who knows? But his yes. bum friend wakes him up. He's like, he wants some of my pie, Danny. I found him in the trash, and he's like, man, man I'm good. Nah, I'm good. It's gonna hit some more disease on this bench. Yeah, and the bum friend was just like, hey, you know, this chick was looking for you to do a job for her, and. He's like, yeah, yeah, and then here's that tape recorder. Make sure you bring it, because the bum guy found a tape recorder, and he always wants Dan to almost like narrate into it. I don't know, so you can live vicariously through him, or they can. Okay. I don't know. I didn't. Okay. I don't know. It, it, tape recorder, <clears throat> huh? Old dated, but no, they're bums, dude. What is he supposed to have? Like a fucking like MP3? That's true. <laughs> He's not gonna have a digital. He found it <laughs> in the trash. Someone was clearing out their <clears throat> it worked boxes. It shit. worked. They're like, God, fucking. Didn't question it at all. It worked. All right. And then it goes to the job. He's um, supposed to retrieve some films from like this art student that was stolen. Okay. And he's getting his ass kicked in a fucking parking garage by these, the, basically the thugs that took it. And uh, he's just kind of like, he already has the film, and he was just going to take his beating and lay there and play possum, and then they're going to go on their way. In the midst of all that is CD Walkman. Yeah, Dustin, it's not an MP3 player. He's got a fucking CD player. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's sleeping in a park, I don't expect Yeah, well, I mean, you're looking for anymore. a digital... I know, I know. <laughs> At this point, I, I've, I've moved on. I've accepted that. You he's know, poor. He's a little behind the times, but he's poor. I got it. <laughs> Acceptable. 
Um, basically, one of his favorite CDs gets destroyed, and that sets him off. And then he's punching through dudes' nut sacks. These bullets are bouncing off of him. They're trying to light him on fire, but then he's pissed at the fire. He's going to burn his hair. He's like, I let this shit grow out for a while. <laughs> I mean, it's, okay. it's shit like that that's kind of cool. But just getting to the sweet parts where. Yeah, it gets to that. And then, you know, he goes back to the girl that hired him, and he wants literally like 40 bucks for the job, <laughs> which is cool. And he's just. And the chick's like, you know, I ain't got any money. Uh-oh, how am I, else am I going to pay? And he's just like, and basically she kind of inquires about his life. She's like, you know, isn't there more in life that you need? He's just like, you know what? I just need, you know, people change, music don't. I just need a place to lay my head, brush my teeth every once in a while. Just yeah, a real chill guy, but a little too laid back. <laughs> so he collects his reward, and then he goes <clears throat> back what to What was his reward? What do you, it's a girl, though. Booty call? Yeah. No, it's, I don't, no, it's not a booty call. She's right there. So she has the money. She has the money, but she doesn't pay him. Oh. So she's just like, he's the most charismatic, laid back guy on the planet. Got it. All right. He heads home because he has this. Mm-hmm. R- r- I assume it's his home. The story didn't really, you know, it's a real <laughs> shitty, shitty apartment. So okay. it checked out. <laughs> Looked like somewhere he would squat the night. And then this other chick engages him. She's like, hey, you know, do you ever have a romantic, you know, you know, on and off with this chick? And he's like, what? Where? He's like, in the 90s, blah. He's like, well, I'm your daughter. And he's like, eh, I could probably, you know. <laughs> you know, well, she's dead, and I need your help to figure out, you know, what happened. So you're just like, oh, maybe there's a little bit more to that murder in the beginning than uh, okay. once believed. And he's like, yeah, you know, nah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, he's really just kind of like, whatever. He's like, yeah. A pay a job this morning. You look fully grown. And basically, he goes. I won't ruin it, but he checks in with his bum buddy, and now he has like two issues on his plate. So, huh? It was okay. Like telling you made it sound interesting. Yeah, I want to read it. It but... wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it, I think I just wanted like crazy. A lot. I don't know. I just wanted a lot more. I guess. I guess my the the level for. David Lappin products are like so it's so hot yeah he's probably one of my favorites and it's so high right now and I don't want to get it misconstrued because the people are going to read the review like fuck you this book was great why'd you hate it I didn't hate it so yeah that's what that's one of the books I read that's cool what did you read (laughs) can you really just like it's one of the books I read well I mean yeah yeah. (sighs) that's what you said I didn't do it yeah I was like Click. Like just sort of loading a gun. Yeah, I'm coming to see you, Mom. The gun. You got a bottle of vodka there, and all right. Anyways, um, I can stay on the risque train since you know you're talking about <laughs> laughing. We all know he's, you know, he's a mature writer. Yeah, he writes what he feels. <laughs> um, so I read Manara. Oh, that's the I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, it's a collection from Milo Manara, uh, Italian storyteller slash artist that uh, Dark Horse has published and or not published I should say recollected and kind of cleaned up and everything and brought it to an American audience it sounds like an erotic uh... it is it is an erotic collection of stories is there penetration yes do you see it uh not like that no uh, they're simulated um Full frontal. Let's just Genitalia. say, I mean, you know what's going on, but they don't like, you know, they don't show stuff going in or whatever. Right. So they do. They show some fingers and buttholes. I'll say that. 
and, got, and you were like, hmm, took mental note to the side. <laughs> no, I didn't. Come here, cat. Any... <laughs> That's yeah. gross. Um, no, I did not. This is a learning <laughs> I... material, you freak. Holding the cat down. Stop fighting me. <laughs> All right, moving on. You fucking weirdo. Coming um, from the cat. Go. Would you just stop? I'm trying to talk, you dipshit. God. Anyways. He's all calm and timid now. He's like, I'm not going to... That's fine. There's two cats. Take take your time. Oh, my God. So there's backdoor probing. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the focus of the story, though. Oh, right. right. No, yeah, it's an erotic tale. I get it. (laughs) Anyways, mostly I want to talk... I'm not going to talk about the story. You can read the review I posted Mm -hmm. on comicbasters.com for the, the story because there's a lot of small stories is it with like one character or is it just different there's people? four stories with kind of a group of characters mm-hmm. um and that's the click series of it's just called click click two three and four and then there's two other um standalone stories involving different characters and um i mean mostly like i will say like upon like first reading i was like wow this is really just this is a male dominated fantasy you know I mean, the, the concept is for the, the click series, which is the predominantly most of the book, mm-hmm. um, is that this, and it's, it's set in like the eighties cause that's when this was created and, right. and not really set in the eighties. It's just, you know, he wrote for the time he was in, of course. And it's this cure for male impotence. And it's a, like a, a device, a trans or a receiver is implanted in the top of the brain. And then you have a transmitter where you can just kind of like turn on and off the the sex drive. Right. And so this guy kidnaps or steals the device, kidnaps this woman that he's like obsessed with, which is his friend's wife, and installs it in her brain because she's very just like like talking about sex makes her just feel disgusted and very like, prudish. Yeah, very prudish. But she almost gets like sick when talking about it. Huh. And so you turn this device on, and she becomes like a sex fiend, right? Nympho. So yeah, and and so you're just like, oh, that's very, you know, mm-hmm. very male, like dominated fantasy because you know a man is controlling how she is. Woman's and, libido, exactly. Yeah, um, but it really like turns out to be a lot more to that because it's like if you just look at it on the the outer rim of of that, then yeah, that's all you're going to take away from it, but. Mm-hmm. The time in which it came out was just when, like, Italy was had legalized divorce and women were becoming, like, you know, powerful sexual creatures and they weren't, like, being, you know, just, like, housewives can't show ankle and, you know, right, it was right. just really, like, outdated mindset. So, and it was just, he was making more of a social commentary about that and, you know, that that's very useful to know. If you just read it at space value, you're going to be like, yeah, fuck this book. Right, or, right. or you're going to be like, yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. some people are going to read it like that, but. Um, I mean, the art in this is just amazing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy draws a female form like nobody's business. And it really got me thinking of, like, why he didn't take on... Because he is a student, not so much a student, but he worked with Hugo Pratt. And I I know the name because he's just kind of... That, just, you know the name. The name that always is yeah. around. And it just kind of gets me thinking of, like... They don't do that anymore. Like you don't see artists these days take on kind of like an apprentice and who's someone who's who's skilled and talented and you kind of help them with their style and technique and get them to the point where you are. But they, you know, they have their own own style and own voice. Um, 
and it made me think of kind of like Dave Sims's uh, glamour puss because he he basically just draws fashion models like mm-hmm. in his own style and he gives them like goofy faces and shit and has a very very loose story but most of it is like art history that he's teaching you and like back in the day with the comic strips because there was no comic books and right. at first um all these artists like would take on kind of like you know a new guy with them and kind of help their style and whatever and then that Show person the streets. Was, yeah that person was to pass them and they take on a person and then they just like don't do that anymore and like i really wondered like Who's this guy's apprentice? Because he's amazing and great. He's still alive, mm-hmm. like, and he's still doing work. But I'm just like, you're so amazing, dude. Why the fuck don't? Why didn't you pass on and try to develop someone for these skills the way you were? I mean, maybe so, like lost the passion for it, or just it just no, not yeah. a big point in the part of his life anymore. Yeah, I can get that. Not everyone's a good teacher, but shit. Like mm-hmm. this guy's art is spectacular. <laughs> so yeah, I read that. Cool. It's very long. 300 pages and oh wow that's just the first volume this is are they gonna release all of them or is it just one at um, a time you know or? i want to say there's like four or five volumes planned but i think it depends on how well this book sells yeah. yeah and not a lot of people are covering it because they're really just like oh it's erotica i'm scared who cares and i'm like a good story is a good story regardless and just because this has a a sexual element to all the stories you know i mean for the most part it's very tastefully done Mm -hmm. and it's not just like gratuitous or anything like that um like i don't know i mean the artwork just blew my mind it was spectacular so can you get it digitally or is it only in the physical copy um, you know, I'm not sure if Dark Horse is releasing it digitally. I'd have to double check on that. Okay. Because I think because it's erotica, they can't necessarily yeah, can't put it in their regulate. same. Yeah, they can't right. put it in their same bookstore mm-hmm. on like the digital market. So it might be something that they might do through like iBooks, possibly. Yeah. I can see them doing that because then you could, you know. Kind of age gate it in a way. Yeah, exactly. Because it would be based on your registration and everything so cool so yeah there you go um did you read anything else or uh yeah i can, you read, I can like, keep going t- tons of stuff i mean i think i read like one other thing that well i want to talk about secret service and we talked about Did star we? wars earlier so okay it kind of feeds into that secret service is by mark millar and dave gibbons who you know from Watchmen. right familiar thing. names yeah um <laughs> this book was crazy stupid it starts off mark hamill has been kidnapped by people i don't know guys with guns and they're sitting there they're talking to him and they're like would you think those first of the prequels mark and he's like oh you know they served a point blah 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 whatever but you know i don't really talk about stars because it was like 30 years ago for jedi for me blah 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 and this guy who's clearly drawn to be in his 40s says, well, for my generation, they were like blasphemy. I'm like, you're a little old for <laughs> to be saying that's your generation. Um, and yeah, there's this whole rant about how like the Star Wars prequels... But I, mean, are... I think he meant, for my generation, it was blasphemy against the originals. Maybe that's what he was trying to say. No, like the, the dialogue Doesn't is for like a much younger person. Oh. Okay. Like, of a person who only, like myself, who only got to experience the prequels in the theater... Except for like the the re-release, but okay. didn't get to see the originals in the theater because the I wasn't alive. Right. Um, so yeah, the dialogue implied it was, it was for a much younger. 
person, but he's drawn much older. But yeah, okay. it's just this whole just like apparently now it's just the popular thing to bash on on the prequels. I mean, we've talked about it, and I think like Red Letter Media, like his reviews, really was the definitely the first to be like nailed it. Yeah, they nailed it, and they made fun. Of it. And now it's just almost becoming like the popular thing to to hate on Still? the prequels. Yeah. So? So, yeah, literally, it's like five pages of dialogue about the prequels and how they suck and shit. Wow. Um, and so then in the middle of this, this British Secret Service guy shows up and just fucking kills everyone in the room except for Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And starts this rescue of him. A lot of cheesy dialogue. Right. He's like, how are we going to get out of here? He's like, my snowmobile. And he's like, where is it? He's like, just follow the trail of the dead bodies. There's like three dead bodies and the <laughs> snowmobile's like in the trees still. I'm like, just... Can you just say the snowmobile and the trees, the only snowmobile sitting here? And then they're going through the trees. He's like, keep your head below the windshield. He's like, why? He's like, and it shows three guys getting decapitated. And he's like, that's why. (laughs) They drive the snowmobile off a cliff. Wait, is this fun? Or is it like... It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be ridiculous fun. They drive it off the cliff. What? Tell me what happens. What would happen in your mind? He intentionally drives it off the cliff. It lands on top of a Millennium Falcon? No. That'd be badass. And that would be badass, but this happens in the real world because it's oh. Mark Hamill, not Star Wars. Uh, okay, you lost yeah. me. <laughs> like, it's actually Mark Hamill. It's a really bad drawing of Mark Hamill. Oh, I see. Because they can't use his likeness, but I, they keep calling The him. snowmobile kills more people on the way down? No, it kills the two guys on the snowmobile because the parachute doesn't pop. Oh. They just literally nosedive into the ground, <laughs> and then the parachute pops. Oh, I get it. I love that joke. <laughs> and... And the bad guys are like, don't laugh. Just don't laugh at that. Boss is going to be really pissed that we lost Mark Hamill. And I'm just like, that's, what the fuck the, is going on? And that's the end? That's the end of the first, like... Story? Story. Or not, In the like, book? the first uh, act of the book. And then it goes into this, you know, it follows this British secret agent guy. His family's all... Like, his, his sister and his nephew are all fucked up. His nephew gets into trouble and he has to bail him out and he's basically going to enroll him into the secret service like the british secret service because mm-hmm. um, he's almost 18 and he's just like done nothing but fuck around in his life and lives off you know lives off the government with his mom so um yeah that's like that's that's the entire book and there's some the overall plot is that a bunch of sci-fi actors have been kidnapped like a bunch of people from the original oh, I see Star what, Trek. I see what Doctor this book's Who. doing. Yeah. Do it's, you? it's panning to all the fanboys. Exactly. Where it's just like, hey, you guys like this stuff. What if I wrote a book with all the stuff you like in a thing you like, which is a comic book, and you will buy this until your head explodes? Yeah. And I got Dave Gibbons to do it. Wow. I'm like, this is a waste of this man's talent. There's a huge rant on the new Star Trek. It just wrapped up. Star Trek too. Yeah, I know. I mean, oh. that, no, but this is talking about the first one. Oh yeah. And I was like, you're a little late on this. <laughs> like, maybe it's still a hot button for him. I guess. Because you got to understand, when nerds and geeks, they have they have that passion, and if it's a hot button topic, they don't let it go. You got to pray that shit out of their cold dead know, hands. Yeah. Spider Man right. One More Day is still a hot button for me. Exactly. Um, so maybe that Star Trek was it. <laughs> I don't know. It was just. It was very self aware. Not, not really self-aware. Mm. It was very like it was trying to be serious at times, and then it was very waka waka. I mean, I like that it was set in the UK, and you know, because Miller talks about like the like how it really is there. Like he, mm-hmm. he talks intelligently about it. Um, 
and so that was kind of refreshing. I'm like, oh, wow, you actually went on, like, your your home turf and, and kind of told a, a story that could be a little bit personal. But then you added this extra, you know, element of the Secret Service and everything, and it just, I don't know, it, it just became crazy. And then at the, the back of the book, he's like, six creator or six of the top industry creators or whatever, or I think he says, like, the best creators. And... You know, he lists or shows a picture of everyone, all the artists he's worked with. Like he's the only writer, <laughs> and then it starts listing all of his books. And at the end, it's like, um, he's like the big two better watch out because after this summer, it's going to be the big three. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you really saying that, Mark Miller? Are you saying that? That'd be cool, I guess. I guess, but I was like, okay, so kick ass, hit girl, superior, super crooks. The book you're doing wanted. No, that's no, top no, down. Huh? Well, that and these are only books he's doing new chapters of. Oh, stuff. I see. Jupiter's Children and now the Secret Service. You're saying that these books are gonna. That's a that gets, you, that's you a foundation that you don't put out on time or gonna take over the industry and you're gonna be the top three. Incidentally, you know half these books are put out through Marvel, so I don't really think you get to call them out on that either. Well, like four out of the six books are. By he's, Marvel. At least he's reaching for the stars. I guess. I don't know. It just seemed really just, I don't know, typical Millar arrogance uh, to be like, yeah, I'm fucking calling you out, motherfuckers. That's cool. I, I, <clears throat> I, mean, I, I guess, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the way it was worded. <laughs> you were somehow confused, slightly offended. Nah, I was just more of like, this is stupid. Oh. <laughs> Why would you say this? I was not confused. I got what he was saying. <laughs> You're like, uh, pass. I was like, you don't have enough books on your plate to well, control enough market share to make this actually feasible. Maybe, so you, you know, know, maybe he was looking down the road. Maybe for now, maybe he gets a team he together, more people. He says at the end of the summer. No, I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be like an overnight thing, but maybe he's laying the groundwork for something bigger. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe Malar World will branch out and actually yeah. just be its own publisher, but. Yeah, I mean. He's going to have to get some more cogs in there to maybe get that going He's maybe that pie's cooking ties with shit and stop releasing everything through marvel no well, maybe who knows man who knows what the future holds but i can <laughs> tell you what the future holds for you dear listener one more week and then it's turning 30 doggy comic <laughs> comic bastards motherfucking podcast to be our 30th episode so, it means absolutely nothing to you. It means less to us. I've been... <laughs> yeah, should we plan something special, you think? What do you... What do you th- I, I would suspect 50 would probably be... That's probably better. ...the day yeah. that I walk away from this. Like, <laughs> what? Just kidding. Can't hope. I hope not. It was a joke. Um, by the way, since Dustin took up all the time, I was going to say that I read Frankenstein Alive Alive. <laughs> but there's a review Sorry. on the website, and I'm just kidding. But no, there is a review. I was just kidding about offending Dustin. It wasn't. But I didn't mean right. that. Uh, IDW, Steve Niles, and it was cool. Check it out. Could have saved it for next week, but okay. All right. Dude, next week, internet time. It might as well been 50 years. So, <laughs> <clears throat> once again, I'm Kevin. I'm Dustin. You've been great because you've been listening to Comic Bastards Motherfucking Podcast. We will see you next time. Toodles. Meredith. Yes, Reginald. Why must that sound mother of yours continue to wear short dresses that accent her 
cloth disgusting ankles. Would you prefer she wear culottes, Reginald? Culottes, ah. <laughs> Officer Dandelion. Uh, actually, Daniel Daylions. Daylions, bah. Listen, that's several reports of you whipping your son, Chippethy. Excessively. But officer, it's not, it's not his fault. He reads the comic books day and night, night and day, day and night, month after month. It can't be stopped. Maddeth, your obsession with the calendar. Oh, we do not air our dirty laundry out to Johnny Law. So what's it going to be, Johnny Law? You going to shoot me in the face and plant narcotics on her? Listen. I know what you're going through. Ah. That your son, he's a comic bastard. <gasps> Who's words in this house, man? You got her so worked up, I'm gonna have to choke her to sleep. Choke her to sleep like I do every other night. My hand. Meredith, men are talking. You, oh, isn't there a sandwich you should be making? Ah, Johnny Law, why do you come and piss on my front doorstep? Chippethy! I can look away. Ma'am, I'm gonna need that sandwich to go. Is, is that spicy mustard okay, uh, officer? Of course it's okay. He's a man. Fuck my arm. What bread do you have? This isn't a bakery, you dick. <laughs>